the Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Three movies, two men, one podcast. Ah! I knew this day was coming. It's here. I knew it was going to happen. It's here. Hello, everyone. I am Vin. And I'm Scott. And we are the Trilogy Podcast. We are the only podcast in the universe devoted strictly to trilogies. I'm talking humor, debate, trivia, and more. To hell with the movie if they made four, Scott. The only podcast in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't believe we're back to this superhero world. It's... Yep. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know that I'm excited. I'm not. We're only two podcasts removed from Batman and oh, how I hated it as much as you loved it. Yes. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, happy as a pig and shit. Yeah. So when you convinced me that we should do this one because we were going to actually witness the birth of a new trilogy. Live. Live. The third Avenger. Oh, what? I said it. I gave it away. You gave it away. Say it. We are doing the Avengers. Avengers. Trilogy, ladies and gentlemen, when you said, Vin, the third Avengers is coming out, we should witness its birth like two midwives. We should usher it into the new world so that we usher it into the world, screaming, covered in blood. That's what we want to do. That's Bring what it we, into the world. we want to be there for that baby and either yes. welcome it or we might want to shove back in because they're going to make a fourth movie. Okay, I'm glad I you think, went there. because I think that, that needs to... Let's just quickly say, spoilers ahead if you haven't seen the third movie. Listen. You should have known that going into this, it but... It goes without saying. Here at the Trilogy Podcast, yes, we expect that you're going to have seen the all three movies. required viewing, But these will. specifically, if you haven't seen a couple of these movies... This, one, and two. especially the new one that just came out. All right, then what are you listening for? But there is obviously going to be a fourth movie. Yes, and that's kind of upsetting. But listen, we can't think of it that way, Scott, because until it happens, it's a trilogy. Sure. So we have to assess it as if it is a pure trilogy. And then, listen. And that's what we intend to do. When the Exactly. And when the fourth film comes, if it does come, we don't know what's happening in the world. Marvel could go under, Scott. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, I'll still see it, but we just might, we're not going to talk about it. The here. point is, we it, as of now, it is a trilogy. And we're yes. here to tell you guys about it. All right? Yeah. And now this is going to be... Excited. A unique one because a lot of people are talking about this right now talking about the avengers all right we want to jump on board we want to talk about it but we want to approach it from a different angle scott as always loves these superhero films yes i do. I, I think that they're everything that is wrong with films and trilogies in general all right and are just basically bringing us down bringing us right the hell down i'm ready to go down i will bring you down baby i will bring you down to chinatown um so we should jump into whether this is really a trilogy. And we kind of did a lot of soul searching on this one, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, it took, because some, took some thought. People talk about this being really just one of many of the Marvel Universe films. Yes. And, and it is. Sure. But at the same time, it also has a lot of trilogy qualities as well that it adheres to that I think qualifies it, if tentatively, but certainly as a trilogy. Yes. Okay. So what I wrote down for this, Scott, is it's a three film structure. Okay. Meaning that three films tell the story of the Avengers up until this point. Okay. And mm. it took a series of trilogies to get us here. Meaning there were three Captain America films. There were three Iron Man films and there were three Thor films. Right. 
So, so they now have four trilogies within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Exactly. So the gods of Marvel up high. I don't know if that's Thor. <laughs> probably. Uh, probably not. But whoever is deciding what's happening here. Kevin Feige, probably. Is that a I, I think a Disney that's how you pronounce his name. But yeah, he's kind of like head of uh, development of the movies and stuff. Either way, these guys, though we're living in 2018, are respecting the three film structure. They see that it's yes. the best way to go when it, when it comes to telling a story. Right. Even leading up to a bigger story. Yes. I also wrote down, too, that um, these trilogies, including the Avengers trilogy to some degree, have their own stories as well. They're not all just about the Infinity Stones and the quest for the Infinity Stones. No, Each they get character. to have their own adventures on the side. Exactly. Too. Yeah. All right. Indeed. Which is what's great about comic books in general. And that's why these movies, I think, are successful is because they're kind of modeling that. What do you mean about comic book in general? Well, Because they model kind of what comic books do, which is that they um, they cross over a lot. But like anytime like they work together, uh-huh. it's all about mission based, whatever. OK. But then when they have their side stuff, they fight smaller villains. And, smaller and we get a comic like devoted to that. Yes. And that's critical because I think the more you take the time and just give these guys separate adventures, the more it's truly a trilogy. Right. And I guess the last thing I wanted to say is they all have different directors. It's not like there's, there's a, what, there's the one example. Okay? Well, the first two are directed by Joss Whedon. No, no. I'm, what I'm talking about is in the Marvel universe, it's not like one yeah. guy or two guys is directing every single film in the Marvel universe. These are individual stories, individual visions. And as much as it's leading to this infinity stone story, these guys have their own concept as to where these characters need to go. Right. But they are, they are kind of overseen and they make sure that like they have to be told when to put a crossover and they need this and they need that to get to where they need to get for the next movie. And you're, so you're sort of, well, you're kind of playing devil's advocate because that's one of the reasons it might not be a trilogy and that you need some of the movies for the other movies to be effective. But I think ourselves. they do a pretty good job of tying them into, you know, it's more cause and effect. Scott, we're doing something unique here. And I probably should have mentioned this before we got into the idea of this being a trilogy versus a universe film. And that's, we're starting at the end. We have not done Iron Man. We have not done Captain America and we have not done Thor up until this point. That's the best you can do. So we're starting basically where all these movies are kind of moving towards. And in, in fact, and I'm going to say this a lot as we go on, this, these movies should be able to stand up on their own without me having seen any of the previous movies. And the right. more I need the previous movies, the more they cease in being a trilogy and wind up being just part of this Marvel collective. So there's a gray area there. It's yeah. really tricky. And I think they, in marketing the movies, they really dance that line of, um, you know, in making them that they really want to make something that's going to be true to like, you know, connected to the thing mm-hmm. that you saw. So it's worth the investment to people who are watching all these movies, but at the same time have to make a movie that they hope that people who have not seen any of the other movies will come and watch it and right. enjoy and want to continue to watch. Listen, there's, there's reasons for and against. We yeah. decided to call this a trilogy. And I think for me, the final reason that it winds up being a trilogy is in the first Avengers movie. I think they do it so well. They make it very clear that you ha- don't have to have seen any of the previous movies or know anything about Marvel. I get right. that there hadn't been too many movies until, at that point. Right. And by the first Avengers, what had we seen at this at that point, Scott? I think that there were only, well, there was the one Hulk. There would have been two Iron Men, a Captain America, and a Thor. Okay, so, so a taste like of each at that point. Movies. Okay, taste of each at that point. Yeah. I can tell you that and I- they're the main players, obviously. And you know what? 
just so that everyone knows, I've seen only the Iron Man films. And that's because that was our test show. When we began this wonderful idea for the trilogy podcast, we did Iron Man as our test show and we right. beat it to death. So it's going to be a while before you actually hear the Iron Man show. But I, going into these films, the only one I had seen was the Iron Man's. I'm going to have to watch the Captain America films later. I'm going to have to watch Thor later. I don't know anything about them. Yeah. So I got to tell you, the first Avengers was a complete success in terms of bringing me up to date, showing me who these characters were and the relationship. Yeah. And so to me, that's what really makes the Avengers a trilogy and worth us devoting so much time to today. I think so. All right. I think we've babbled on enough about that to the point where we should probably talk about the kind of trilogy this is. Yes, let's let someone else talk. Oh, let's, let's talk hope our, our bot doesn't go sentient and become evil. Oh, God. I know. And in, within one second, take over the entire yeah. internet and everything that's electrical. Yes. If that happened, he would kill me. And his name is Trilogy Bot. The Avengers is a gang's all-here trilogy. This category involves a popular group of friends, and their continuing adventures. Obviously, this applies to superheroes too. Dick holes. Trilogy Bot is a son of a bitch, but he's right. This yes. really, truly is a gangs all here style trilogy. Yeah, really an ensemble. People picture. might be tempted to say this is an epic trilogy since it's so planned, but it's so dependent upon seeing all these characters, the attraction. Right. Yeah, the attraction before. is the... We're finally know, seeing these guys get, get together, together, fight together. It's truly yeah. what a gang's all here film is all about. Right. All right, Scotty. Yes. Are you ready to break down these plots for oh, us? Oh, boy, am I ever. Because I got to tell you, they can be... They can be there's some real convoluted stuff. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. You know there's what? I'm going to stop talking right now. I've said enough. I want to hear your plots, my friend. I am ready. Are you ready? Yes. Do it for me. So here come the plots as usual, and especially because this third movie has just dropped, and if you hadn't had a chance to see it, there's going to be spoilers ahead through here. I'm being as vague as possible, trying to uh, be as Always. bare bones with uh, the script, uh, the script, with the uh, breakdowns here. But yeah, so here we go. We'll start off with The Avengers. 2012. When the brother of a god uses a staff infused with a magic rock... <laughs> To steal a space cube from a covert intelligence organization, the one-eyed director of the organization assembles a dream team to retrieve it, including a World War II veteran, a god, a metal man, a rage monster, a spy, and a guy who shoots arrows good. It's really not fair that the one characteristic that you give Samuel L. is the fact that he only has one eye. Well, that's his whole thing. I mean, I guess so. They capture the god pretty easily, but the group's infighting causes them to become distracted and divided. Oh, no. And the god escapes. The group realizes this is exactly what the god wanted, and they rush to the Metal Man's Tower in New York to stop the god from using the space cube to open a portal allowing an alien invasion to enter. The group reassembles, closes the portal, defeats the aliens, and they go their separate ways. Post-credits, we learn the whole invasion was commissioned by a big dude with big teeth, and the gang enjoys a nice post-fight meal together. <laughs> the Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. We join the gang mid-mission as they attempt to shut down a Nazi-related organization's secret human testing facility and retrieve the staff the god's brother used in the first one. It's always the Nazis, isn't it? 
Oh, of course. They're the best villains because no one cares about Nazis. No one sympathizes with a Nazi. Yeah, there's ever. never any. No, exactly. It's the easiest to go. Yeah, kill them. Sure. Great. Yeah. Nazis. The Nazi. They're terrible people. They're awful. They're the worst. Yeah. Uh, there they encounter the twins, a telekinetic girl and a guy who's fast, mm. who were lab experiments given their abilities with the help of the magic rock in the staff. The gang recovers the staff and the metal man, driven by the vision, and the rage monster use it to build a peacekeeping robot that quickly becomes sentient, takes control of the metal man's information network, and tries to kill the gang at a cocktail party. Nearly one sentence that happens. <laughs> That happens in the movie in perhaps five seconds. Yes. It all happens very, very fast. Mm -hmm. Naturally. The gang chases the robot to an arms dealer who gives him a made-up strong metal so he can create a new body. The twins team up with the robot, and the gang is defeated. With nowhere to hide, they decide to hide at the house of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> They decide to hide at the house of the guy who shoots arrows. It's very reminiscent of when in the Ninja Turtles movie, one of them is near oh, death. Yes, and, and they have they, to go to like yeah, they go to April O'Neil's summer a, a farmhouse a to like retreat. Like it's the old yeah. let's go to a farmhouse and and get yeah. ourselves back together again. Oh, Casey Jones is hurt. We better get him carried. Now Rocky goes to a farmhouse in Russia. People are going to yeah. farmhouses. They always you need know. to like recuperate. Right. I'd never go to Sky a farmhouse. Thank you. Yeah. I hate farms. But never farms. go there to relax. <laughs> what? I said fuck farms. Yes. Yes. Fuck farms. Meanwhile, the robot has built a new body and breaks the magic stone to reveal another magic stone that he puts into the body. And the twins start to have second thoughts. What's going on here? Before he can upload himself into the body, the gang arrives and steals the new body which they put a new program into, and this time, they successfully create a peacekeeping robot. They confront the evil robot, who has rocketed a city into the sky, to present a no-win situation for the gang. But with the help of the twins, another metal man, and Birdman, they evacuate the city, blow it to bits over the water, defeat the evil robot, and go their separate ways. Oh, and Fast Guy died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Post-credit scene of... <laughs> we mourned him having met him for five seconds. Also, he's dead. Uh, post-credit scene of big guy from first post-credit scene putting on a big glove. What's going the hell on? Is that the Nintendo Power Glove they used to give you? <laughs> it's so bad. Avengers 3, Infinity War. Wait a second. The second Avengers was 2015? Yes. And Avengers 3, Infinity War... Has just come out. Has just come out. Indeed, you've seen it how many times now, Scott? I've seen it twice now. You've seen it twice, and I've seen it literally just hours ago. So it's fresh in my mind. Yes. We are here bringing you an up-to-date trilogy that's happening right the hell now. Just a few days old. Here we go. The big guy with the big glove is back. Oh, boy. And he wants to bedazzle it with all the magic rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I have in the note here that these stones look like fake rhinestones that yes, have been bedazzled. Like costume jewelry. That's exactly what they look like. Thank you for yeah. also noticing that. Yes. Uh. They like they look like candy. They're yeah, like they really do. 
like Christmas lights, the old like 70s Christmas lights. Uh, uh, yes, he wants to bedazzle it with all the magic rocks so he can kill half the universe with the snap of his fingers as a means to cull the population. He attacks the god's home planet and kills the god's brother to obtain the space cube from the first movie, which he also breaks open to reveal another magic rock. Huh. The rage monster tries to help, but is defeated and sent back to Earth to tell the rest of the gang and a magician who is the keeper of one of the magic rocks <laughs> that the big guy is coming. The big guy's goons show up and kidnap the magician and the metal man and a teenager who shoots webs follows them into space. This is no ordinary magician, mind you. It's no David Copperfield lets make the Statue of Liberty disappear. Well, no, he's like a real magician. Just saying. Yeah. Another group of goons comes to pull the magic rock out of the peacekeeping robot's head, and he flees to Africa. Meanwhile, a small group of space pirates, including a man-child, a Neanderthal, the big guy's green daughter, a bug girl, a raccoon, Dear God. and a tree. What have we become as a society? What have we become? <laughs> they cross paths with the god in space who needs a big weapon to kill the big guy. Yeah. He recruits the raccoon to join him, and the others try why'd to... You, why'd you just pronounce the <laughs> word raccoon as raccoon? I don't know. I think Raccoon. It's the, the... Raccoon. <laughs> okay. He recruits the raccoon, to join him, and the others try to stop the big guy from getting the next stone. When they arrive, they walk right into a trap, and the big guy takes his green daughter and the magic rock. The big guy tortures his other blue daughter until his green daughter tells him the location of the next stone. Unbelievable. The green daughter folds and tells him, only to find out that a sacrifice is required to obtain the stone. So the big guy kills his green daughter. Spoiler. She's real slow on the uptake on that one, too. Yeah, that took it a It takes while. her a real long time to kind of figure it out. <laughs> Everyone in the audience is like, it's yeah. you, idiot. Yeah, even Red Skull's like, come on. Exactly. Like, I know what's going on. And Red, I'm not even when Red Skull double takes to the camera, like, what's wrong like, with her? You know there's a yeah, problem. He pulled a gym to the camera. I was like, <laughs> like mm, uh, what? Can you believe what I have to deal with? <laughs> Meanwhile... The metal man and the web boy save the magician and meet up with the space pirates on the big guy's home planet. When the big guy arrives, they hatch a plan to take the glove and the magic rocks back. But after learning that the big guy killed his green daughter, the man-child ruins the whole thing by punching the big guy in the face. It was over. <sighs> it was over. There'll be more about that later. The big guy defeats them all and is about to kill the metal man when the magician gives up the magic rock. Meanwhile, in Africa, the gang and an African king and his armies are battling the big guy's army as they vie for possession of the final stone. The big guy arrives and pulls the final stone out of the peacekeeping robot's head. As he adorns it on his big glove, the god hits him with his new weapon just as the big guy is about to die, he snaps his finger. Suddenly, half the universe's population disappears into ash. The heroes lose. God. The big guy looks at the sunset and sighs. Post-credit scene of the one-eyed director sending a message on an old-ass beeper just before he disappears into ash. 
And there you have it. There's the uh, plot breakdown. And the money in my pocket that I spent on Ooh. this film disappeared into ash truly at that moment. Ooh. And I realized what I had done. Ooh. Wow. That's good it's stuff. very complex. If you don't give names and powers, you're just talking about a bunch of just lunatics, yeah. crazy Well, people. what I found interesting is when even I was trying to find different ways to describe them, they, they in themselves were almost like superhero names. Like yeah. telekinetic girl, you know, and fast guy. <laughs> like they're terrible. What'd you call vision? Something peacekeeper? Peacekeeping robot. Peacekeeping robot. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. It is now at this point that we would talk to you all about the characters, but since there's so many characters in the Avengers trilogy, you're going to have to go and listen to our two trill bits. We actually, Been there, done that. Yeah, we did two separate trill bits, all right, where we get in on the characters. Uh, just so everyone knows, though, to be honest, I hadn't seen the second or third movie when we talk about the characters. Well, I certainly hadn't seen the third movie. You, and Scott hadn't seen the third one. It hadn't so, come out. Yes, it hadn't come out. All right, we tried to get the jump. It wasn't possible right. to see the third one. Stop uh, blaming us for not seeing the third God. one. Dear God. We tried to get the jump on this very deep yes. and very um, convoluted trilogy by sort of giving you some characters ahead of time. I might have said a few different things mm. um, if, if I had already seen the second or third movie. But by and large, it's a really good guide for you in terms of the character. So listen to that right now. Stop. Pause this. Go to that. Listen to it. We're talking all the characters. All right? We'll and then wait. come back. We'll wait for you here. Right here. We're going to wait right here. Okay? Uh, Scott, talk to me about Joss Whedon, the director of the first two uh, Avengers films. Yeah, writer, director of the first two. He was the creator of Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. He right. made the movie first and then uh, created the show afterwards, which, you know, is a big cult hit. Oh, I didn't, wasn't aware he did both things. Yeah, he made okay. the movie originally and then, uh, yeah, they wanted to make it into a television show. Okay. Uh, he also created Firefly, which is one of those shows on the internet that gets talked about constantly because right. it was a one season show. It was like a space western almost. Uh, it's great. Uh, the, it's, it's a really great first season, but, you know, people clamor for it to come back. They actually did make a movie. Okay. I forgot about this. There's a movie that's like kind of a capper to that one season. Okay. Uh, called Serenity. I like that. I respect that he's straddling both realms, both television and films, sort of merging the two, integrating the two. Yeah. Is he have involvement in any of the S.H.I.E.L.D. The S.H.I.E.L.D. television show at all? Yeah, him and, and also his brother is a, a writer as well. And so he, he's like, I think he's more so like the, the uh, head writer on S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Okay. Um, from my notes, I also found that he did a lot of uncredited rewrites in the 90s. He sort of broke in in the 90s fixing films. Yeah, I know Speed's a big one. That Twister was... as well. And Twister. Oh, Twister. Wow, yeah. And, you know, of course, he, in his own right, is a trilogy superstar from a director's perspective because he did a, um, he was one of the writers on Toy Story, the original Toy Story. Right. Yeah. So this guy has really written a lot of important things over the last yeah. 20 to 25 so years. So really, I mean, a, a good choice for this kind of project. I would agree. Where he's got to handle a lot of characters. They got to kind of have attitudes toward each other. And because he's very good with like the kind of snarky dialogue, which, you know. Uh, well, he directed two episodes of The Office. You know that I know we're both Office fans. Yes. One of the uh, episodes he directed is one of the best ones where Michael goes and speaks at um, business school. Oh, yeah. Which is a really funny episode. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, you know what? He doesn't know anything, and neither do you. So suck on that! And now, but two different people directed the uh, the third one, the Avengers. Yeah, the third it, one we just it, saw. The third one was uh, the one. Russo brothers, who, uh, as we'll talk about, uh, got their start working on Arrested Development. They mm -hmm. had directed some episodes. 
Um, and uh, they also had done, I believe they did Winter Soldier, okay. the second Captain America. Okay. They did Civil War, the third Captain America. And then I think I, I think originally Joss Whedon was actually supposed to do a third one. Like from early on, they were discussing that. And after the second one, he was like, no. He's like, it's fucking yeah. too crazy to yeah. like cram too all much. this stuff in and do all this. So, like they're huge movies. Like right. it's, it took its toll. Something you're noticing though here is that both of these directors though have a, have a, a background in comedy. And know how to direct comedy as well, right? And, and that kind of kind of lighthearted, right? Yeah. And that speaks to the differences in my mind between the Marvel universe that we're in now and the DC universe we were just talking about. How right. the DC universe with Nolan was a dark universe taken right. very seriously, and in your mind, that's that was the benefit of that trilogy that right. it was so real, that it was yeah. so grounded in realism. For me, my taste is this kind of a universe, much lighter, much funnier, much sillier. What have I to fear? The Avengers what we call ourselves sort of like a team earth's mightiest heroes type thing scott the yes, first sir. avengers first i think just called the avengers the avengers what can you tell me about it what do you like what do i like i, I like this movie i think it's a good uh it was a good starter movie because a lot of it is just kind of bringing the team together i mean we've seen some of these characters in other movies but even for people who have not seen those other movies you still, these characters have not met. So we're all kind of on the same page. Who are you? Natasha Romanoff. Are you here to kill me, Miss Romanoff? Because that's not going to work out for everyone. Loki's not the greatest villain. He's an I awful think, villain. For this movie. He's not very good. And he's not meant to be really that great of a villain. Apparently his entire plan is hinged upon the fact that he's going to sow discord amongst the Avengers, forcing the Hulk to go crazy, then... He'll just wreck the right. whole fucking plane. That's Loki's plan. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Which leads to the shittiest part of the movie, which is the conversation between Black Widow and him, where she reverse interrogates oh, him to find wow. So that's your play. Wow. How did you not know that already? He mentioned the fucking thing like four times earlier. You really had to go, oh, quickly, everyone. He's exactly. going for the Hulk. And it's a ridiculous plan. And it's and not the fact an emergency. That, Why did everybody run? Like, we got to get to him again, quick. Like, you're, you're exactly right. The fact, that, the fact that he in that conversation just mentions the hulk and that's the tip off to her that his plan is just to inflame the hulk yeah it is absurd right and i often find that in in most starter movies and in superhero movies there's usually kind of a shit villain because it's not about the villain it's more about the uh lead character who's a better superhero thor or loki thor! why would you say that for me thor sticks out sort of like a sore thumb in the context of the first and even into the second movie now we need him to get into outer space and yeah. they get into the world of all the bullshit going on in outer space. But yeah. in terms of the action on Earth, he really sticks out in my mind. Thor. He's yeah. perceived to be a god. He's got limitless power. He's got yeah. a big dumb hammer. In a way, yeah. I would say that he's, you know, comparable to Thanos. Where like, yeah. like essentially, because he's not a god, he's an alien from another right. planet. And that they've kind of made that decision in the Marvel Cinematic Universe but, to go with that. They have, but at the same time, they've never made it clear in any of the films what the rules are and bounds regarding powers and who can kill who and whether those aliens are stronger than our aliens, whether they're naturally stronger, whether right. a wound there can kill. It's really unclear as to how to kill someone. Right. I mean, for God's sake, the Thor friend just got stabbed. He was killed in front of Thor in the third movie by right. getting stabbed. Now, is that a stabbing on earth? Is that an Asgard stabbing? Well, what I who? do, well, to counter that point, sort of, I will say that I think they do a good job of having the Avengers fight each other 
to kind of get a gauge of mm. like how strong they are okay. and who can you know what i mean because okay. they kind of team up on thor and are able to kind of just be like stop like but they don't he, really beat him but they're, they're right. like good point enough to contain i guess they sort of illustrate bit. that these guys have roughly the same amount of power to the point where right where each like, has their their benefits and each has their but drawbacks. if someone becomes more powerful then you need the other person i guess like, so. you know you need a team of or if it's just you know a horde of, right. of fucking you know biker aliens coming down from the sky little like. detail right off the bat in the beginning you've got stellan Skarsgård. yes all right yes. apparently things went okay after uh will hunting left yes. he did so well with his science and math that he now is opening up a hole in the universe and i, I just want to say also i love the Scarjo stuff in the beginning when we're introduced to her when she's on the phone she's like i'm about to kill these yeah, russians kicking ass scene. awesome yeah. super yeah, yeah. cool um but then all of her other scenes, I think, are fucking garbage. In the first movie? Yeah. What is she doing? She's fighting. I don't know what she... I know, but, like, they keep, like, it's like they specifically wrote her scenes to give her stuff to do. And every time they gave her something to do, I'm like, well, that was the stupidest fucking thing you could have given someone She's caring about do. Jeremy Renner. She's caring about the... That plot line's fine. You know? But, like, they have, like, the interrogation scene, yeah. and then, I, I don't know. It's yeah, that like... interrogation scene's ridiculous, but... Yeah. Uh, there's a... I just want to mention real quick, there's a moment, a Sam... Jackson moment that uh, I couldn't stop fucking laughing at when I was rewatching these. Um, they're talking about something and he just does a little, how many are there? And then folds his arms like this and does like a little gangster lean against something <laughs> and then stays there for like the remainder of the conversation. So later he's like, hmm, like this. And it's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, like, that's right. Mm -hmm. I suppose like, this is as good a time as any for me to talk about Sam Jackson. Sure. Okay. The first thing I want to say about him is his only purpose in these films seems to be to explain things to people, explain what he's doing to the heroes who don't really ever seem to understand very obviously what's going on around them. Yeah. Explain things to the shadowy higher, higher ups. ups. Okay. He's explaining things in a very strident, definitive way. Yes. But here's what my problem is with Samuel L. in this movie. It, he sounds ridiculous saying the name Loki over and over again. And when he you talks about fantastic, when he talks about fantastical things in the same way that he sounded ridiculous in star Wars, talking about fantastical things, this is shaft. Yeah. It's shaft. <laughs> all right. And he doesn't, doesn't speak with a mid Atlantic accent. He talks like a street guy. Samuel yeah. L's famous for saying the word motherfucker yeah. for God's sake. Even this, the, this movie, yeah. this trilogy ends with him practically with a motherfucker joke. Thank yeah. you. Using. So when he's saying words that are very, you know, fantasy based and based in yeah. comics, it, it seems incongruous to me. It seems strange. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Like, that sounds crazy to me. You yeah. shouldn't be saying that. I mean, I love Samuel L. Don't get I, but me wrong. I think, but I love his performances and everything. Me too. Like, it's the same thing like with Pacino. Pacino's not incredibly versatile. He doesn't really like change his performance uh, Pacino at all. Now. But his performances are great. Pacino now, it's like, find a creepy old guy and play yeah. him in a movie. I'll play all the creepy old I'll guys. play them all. Till the day I die. Who's the next creepy old guy you got? They took my diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that there's scientists, that Banner is a scientist, that he's working with Tony Stark, who's a scientist, and that Captain America is the product of science. 
Those right. three characters go together in a logical way for me. That's why I'm saying Thor stands out to me because those three guys, the other members of the Avengers, kind of have a logical connection to each other. There's an intellectual connection to them. I like sure. that. That makes sense. But, but, but you know, you're not going to expect Captain America to do anything in the lab. You know what I no, mean? No, but at he's least he's definitely but he, again, more he's the, of a soldier. But he's the product of it. He's in that world. Sure. He's in that created to be a hero world. You're a laboratory experiment, Rogers. Everything special about you came out of a bottle. Uh, so, yeah, there's the part where uh, they're going into, uh, they all get into that big argument just before, like, the whole Boy, that's a silly and manufactured and argument. And they're all talking over each other, like, yeah. did we come to your planet and tell yeah. you how to do? I, well, if you just looked at the facts, maybe you would, well, what am I going to do about, well, you're going to do, very just, like, strange snippets of lines. <laughs> it's strange. While doing that upside downy shock. Uh-huh. Going there, I'm like, just cut that from the movie. Well, they're showing just Loki's whole- plan is coming to fruition. We all he has it. so discord amongst our heroes. Right. So are we to believe that the mind or the, well, I guess we later find out it is the mind stone inside of, of Loki's staff. Right. Are we to believe that it's doing that on purpose? And, you know, in an essence, Maybe. working for Thanos. Maybe, but we'd never know. So it doesn't matter. Because that's one of my questions. Unless knowing, I've seen, knowing after, what we you know, know read after, a bunch of comics later on, why would Thanos so easily give over the uh, the Mind Stone and give it to Loki? To because use it staff? seems that Thanos is lazy as hell. Fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, I like how she's fighting Hawkeye, right? Black Widow's fighting Hawkeye, and then she smashes his head on that pipe, and he just goes. That like that's the cure. Hit them in the head really hard. The way to like cure amnesia in yeah. any TV or film is to <laughs> fucking hit the guy in the head. Well, he got hit in the head in the first place. Maybe we hit I mean, the, the whole, other side. The whole little... Adam's family movie is based upon hitting someone in the head and yeah. amnesia from it. That's preposterous. Isn't that the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? Awesome. It certainly is. I like I like Phil Coulson. Or at least what they did with the character of Phil Coulson. Oh, don't say Phil Coulson to me. Stop it, Scott. Oh, no. Stop it. When you say Phil Coulson to me, I remember he died while saying a funny quip about his gun. And that's how he left this earth. And it hurt he, so. He died the way he lived. Briefly. Coulson! Coulson! No! Oh, God! <laughs> you are the greatest! But they built up to that over a long bunch of little cutscenes, and he was in the Iron Man movies a lot. And now, uh, now he's on Agents of Shield because he's not dead. Well, I thought maybe we'd find out in the the third event in Infinity War. Like he'd maybe come back we will. And be like, Some I'm alive, guys. One of the friggin' stones probably goes back in time and brings him back to life in that second. Maybe butterfly effect. You know what? Say the word time travel to me right fucking now. Because he reverses time. Say it again. Because what are we reach uh, the hundredth film in a row? We've trilogy we've done that involves time travel in some way. Yeah. Because it no naturally it pops up in this third film. I'm actually surprised that like the third rush hour didn't involve time travel. It should have. Like we going back to when? It did involve time travel in a way because the movie Rush Hour pretended like no. I'm not time traveling. Who Rush, am I, Monty McFly? Rush Hour pretended like eight years hadn't passed. And that yes. neither of them didn't clearly look different. 
Yeah, very different. That was the effect of time travel. It made them so look older every than they trilogy. Were. One of our rules here at the trilogy podcast is that inevitably every trilogy will involve involve time travel in some respect. Yeah, and more is, more often than not. Right, and so in, far, and the Avengers has done it. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Do you have anything else for the first one, Scott? The first one. So after uh, they kind of take a hit, uh, and they they lose Loki, and uh, they get Clint back, Hawkeye. Yeah. Right. Captain America goes down and he goes to Black Widow and asks her, uh, can you fly this plane? We need to get to this place. Right. And then Hawkeye comes out and goes, I can fly it. But he's coming out of the bathroom and he's like wiping his hands <laughs> with a hand towel. He is? That's right. He and like is. he kind of like looks at him, he looks comes- at her and goes like, okay. And I just immediately thought, like, don't worry. I shit it all out. <laughs> all the evil just shit straight out of me. I'm good. It's all past. So I can fly your plane for you. No problem. I like how in these movies, all the superheroes are sort of obtuse with regard to S.H.I.E.L.D.'s purpose. None of them seem to understand what shield's doing it's pretty obvious to us what they're doing yeah i mean they're they're all kind of bitchy unhappy about what's going on yeah. unhappy that they're there and that they have to do it there's just kind of a, a very taxing general apparently. discord of like yeah why yeah. are we doing this thor's girlfriend is explained away in five seconds he's like yeah she was in medical yeah. school what yeah. what does he say we can't afford natalie portman she said does she's he say that she's in medical school isn't it a funny like explanation it's like no, she's got she a lot of work like a, like she was doing leading some sort of seminar or something or something like that you know she, my she's an expert my human things. girlfriend jane he and loki just look like two humans that are talking with accents, so they're yeah. uh, from a different planet. They're from the Shakespeare planet. Yeah, they're from the Shakespeare. That's right, Scott. They're yeah. from the Shakespeare planet. <laughs> to the point where even Iron Man comments on it, makes a joke about their yeah. manner of speech. They even, the first movie, the first Thor movie is directed by Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> are you kidding yeah. me? Oh my God, no. Yeah, they really played in the first movie. They really oh played into the Shakespeare. So it's big and over the top then without question. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh. For Asgard, it works great. As soon as he comes to Earth, Ooh. I'm like, eh. I know, so that's something. Yeah. Wow. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the park? Doth mother know you weareth her drapes? And for me, Scott, frankly, the fight on the ship, the, the entire set piece, the big fight with the ship, is a better fight than the end fight. The yeah. things that are going on are kind of cooler. Yep. The, the end fight seems more about getting good shots of them doing stuff. Yeah. In like sweeping shots. Throwing um, around those serpent beasts. Yeah. You Which, know. I mean, the, the yeah, that's the thing. is like this movie kind of suffers from like a weak bad guy, too. Like the Chitari, the alien race that are coming. Well, I'm going to say they one of the big problems, and I think this is a huge problem in two as well, is that too many robotic-looking things. Two, it's robots. These aliens yeah. look like robots. The armor of the snake things is robotic-looking. It's constantly fighting robots. Enough already. In the third yeah. movie, great. It's these beasts, fine. But these first two movies with the fucking robots, enough already. We yeah. get it. Big heroes can defeat robots. Technology uh, is the devil. That's so comic booky, though, right? Fighting robots. Wasn't yeah. that a real fear in 1953, a, a robot attack? I think it's a real fear today. I think it is. That robots are going to come and take our old people away. Uh, I think you're a robot. Uh, no. <laughs> 
does not compute. All right. <laughs> to wrap this up, I'd also like to say that um, we can't get through one of these movies without Iron Man's house getting wrecked. Always. House always getting wrecked. That's of the whole course. thing. But that last That's shot. What he gets. <laughs> that last shot, though, of it becoming with A yeah. by itself, great shot. Great really iconic cool. shot. Yeah. You also love the great iconic shot with them in the circle, all with their powers ready. Yeah. And the camera spins around and reveals them. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome moment. Yeah. I think for anyone. They, they peppered the whole movie with some really good, like, here's all of them together. But then what's funny is now, like, going back and rewatching, you start to go, like, oh, it's only really like six. It's not, but know. still, I mean, but you know what? They, but, they but carried weight because we've seen so many characters since then right. where you're like, well, the shot would be much bigger now. But It'd still be like but 15 people. They, like, but they filled it. Yeah, they filled that circle. I'd yeah, also yeah. like to mention that the attacking army is ridiculous and it's ridiculous yes. in the second one, too. There's always a shot of the bad guys scrabbling up the side of a building for no particular purpose. Yeah. Kind of climbing a building. Just being for, creepy. Yeah. The, the <laughs> army doesn't seem to have a plan as to how to yeah. attack. They're not going any after anything in particular. No. They're just kind of a gate opens over New York and random things are going on. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason to their attack. Nope. That's That, that was a real kind of a drawback for me. That's why I really liked the big set piece on the ship as opposed to that final set yeah. piece. That's true. You don't really see them doing anything like rounding anyone up or no really trying to attack anyone, but the Avengers. No, there's only one path to peace. The Avengers extinction. So then you have Avengers age of Ultron. Yes. The first thing I thought of was the word Ultron and how it sounded like the word Voltron, which was a, robot creature from when i was a kid oh i remember voltron they were all lions right, right? and they joined up to form a mega robot and then power rangers ripped that off thank you yeah so age of ultron There's also gobots was similar gobots were like or i guess they were more like transformers that's right they were the tra they were poor man's transformer autobots creates their battle to destroy the evil forces of the decepticons we had that stupid fucking cocktail party scene weird i come on like the oh my war machine story and this it just seems uh, like so hollywood don Cheadle really doesn't have the heft to do this he looks kind of weak and frail when he's not war machine yeah. i love him as an actor but he's not an action hero they show him at one he looks point frail. Like, in like a tank top or something and i'm like you do have muscles yeah but like you still look you're like obama he's a bit bird chested frail. like did you say like obama yeah like you know like the <laughs> he way does look a little like obama looks, he does like, look like obama in a in athletic yeah, he's sense getting like older i feel like he's kind of like thinning out and becoming leaner the girl from the bit. reacher movies is in this too amy mentioned kobe smolders yeah kobe smolders plays uh maria hill you will be avenged you will be avenged i will get the avengers and you will be avenged Colson. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the second one too. That starts out, you see the Avengers a whole lot quicker. There's kind of like the quick mention of the iron Legion and Tony still messing around with more robots. Yeah. And, uh, how, and you clearly see Jarvis is commanding a lot more than he was previously. So like, I, I think like right away, even in that first scene while they're fighting and there's action going on, they really do set up like the rest of the plot of the movie right. pretty quickly. Which, you know, I think is a credit to Joss Whedon. I think does a nice job with the script. Oh, it makes it clear that Jarvis is going to play a big part down the road. Right. Speaking of Iron Man, I like when he finds the secret door in that first scene. 
Oh yeah. And he's like, please be a sacred door. Please be yay. <laughs> like the, the tiny little yay. Afterwards. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. But funny. he had other things that I felt were a little forced. His Banksy reference, a little forced to me. Yeah. Oh, he did a Banksy. That sounds like a Joss Whedon line. Like he wrote that and it just could have been cut. To the point of in the third movie, doesn't he ban anyone from making pop cultural references? I wanted to scream at the screen today and say, all you do is make pop cultural references. Yeah. How, is that supposed to be a joke? Please tell me they made that like that was a joke on us, right? No hard feelings, point break. You got a mean swing. Batman is playing Galaga. Oh, the uh, the science montage that they do when they're creating Ultron of like, <laughs> all right, let's work all night on this. There's you know, like in the back, like, oh, I set something on fire. Why would you be using fire for anything for any of this? <laughs> There's the inevitable one where they they built it and built it. Oh, this will never and work. Uh, Sweep it away. This will never on work. The floor Come on. And it's all spread out and. Oh, I'll never get it. Never, never. No. <laughs> what is life anyway? <laughs> this movie is just silly. It really is. It's and you know what? It also suffers from having a very bad villain, in my opinion. I think that Ultron is a dumb villain. And I love James Spader. Don't get me wrong. He is I think cool. He's that, phenomenal. that man can Robert talk. California is great. He's, he's brilliant. Another office connection. Yeah. He's brilliant, but it's a lot of work to get us to vision, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the vision, the concept of vision and the plot in this movie is really it's a lot of heavy lifting to get us what? Yeah. A guy that's doesn't have any discernible power, kind of talks in mysteries, is strange. He's not interesting. Vision sucks. He's my he's the thing I dislike the most about this movie and the third movie. Yeah. And the fact they've committed an, an a huge plot point in Infinity Stone to just his existence is a drawback in both films for me. Yeah. Also, uh, they they place that thing in really easily. And then to get it out, they're like, oh, that's gonna take like a long time. <laughs> like if he literally just goes here you go doop, and puts it in his head and then the next movie they're like oh, we i gotta prep the it. or and it's, gonna, <laughs> it's gonna take a long long time were you talking about the wakanda lady yes yeah uh, shuri i think that's her what her name is, is. yeah okay. i like her she's very good in the black panther movie yeah she's funny right she's supposed to be the comic relief isn't yeah, she she's saying like funny his things little sister and, all right so yeah and like treats it. Meanwhile, son. Thanos is like, scrape, pop. It's pretty cool when he rips it out. So I, I was delighted when Vision died. To hell with Vision. Yeah. To hell with him. Honestly. Yeah, I don't really have a feeling one way or the other. Because really, I like Paul Bettany, but I, I I feel the same way, but I could care less about that character. Um and I, I could I cared, you know, very little about he or the the villain of of, of Ultron in this. Another inept villain hired by Thanos to get at this point, Infinity Stones that we don't know about. Like, yeah. it's unique. This is the first movie where it would help if you had backstory. See, but this is the connection I think is weird for the second one, right? It's like, how could Thanos have... Thanos didn't create Ultron. Ultron was created by them. Really, it's the Mind Stone. Right. So somehow he must have some sort of connection still with the Mind Stone, Who? even though... Thanos. Yeah. Because he sent the Mind Stone there in the first one. Then they used the scepter that he sent down the first one in this one put it in his head so it's been the same stone all along it's the mind stone that really so he must have had the mind stone initially and then used it to try to like bait them to find another one either way there's a very loose connection between him and ultron it's not really clear that's why in the post credit scene when he's like fine i'll do it myself i'm like what'd what you, you do here about? like i'm like is, shouldn't this have been the one at the end of the it seems like movie? the stone like... is the thing that sort of took over everything and Right, you like know, the, so, stone, the stone itself. So somehow, I guess there's something on the stone making it do his bidding, or I, I don't understand. 
Well, it's really convenient that in five seconds they're like, "Hey, we'll just stick Jarvis in instead." That's the that's the perfect fill in. Yeah, done. Or now he's Jarvis had found his way out of Ultron. Or now he's good. Like now he's good. So yeah, it's very it's messy. It's a, right it, there. it's really clunky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I that party scene, the cocktail scene, uh, I just wrote is mostly a waste of film and my time. You didn't like them trying to pick up the hammer. Well, here's what I understand. What kind of a party is this? <laughs> Look at the guests at this there party. There are strange guests. What the at this fuck party? is going on? Why? I guess the World War II veterans are friends of 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 Captain America, like when he was when they were his age, you know. Sure, but this is what I don't understand. There's no mention. Is there a mention <laughs> of what this party is for? It's just a cocktail party, my friend. That's what I'm saying. Is like, is this like celebratory drink for hey, we did a nice job? And yes. we invited a bunch of random men and women. This is we invited some World War II veterans. Stan no. Lee is here. It's clearly just a convention so that you can get acquainted with the other 10 new characters they've added to this fucking movie, which yeah. drag it down. But honestly, you could have, that's what I mean, is eliminate the party and you could still have these 30 second scenes of him being like, well, you know, when you call, I'll always come because I'm your, I'm your, I'm your fucking backup I buddy. Think, you again, know what I mean? It's in that Marvel spirit where it's the, the funny lines and we it get a, a sense of them for me. on the human level. It felt I like agree. the actors hanging out. I agree. It I felt, felt very, weird. I felt like it was forced. Whereas it worked in the first one, that kind of bullshit. Yeah. In this one, it did not work for me. And this is a two and a half hour movie. Right. You really, this is what you're going to devote a lot of time to? No, this movie There's wasn't like great. Five minutes of that. Scene. I mean, it had its scenes, but it wasn't a great movie. But because uh, there's sections of this movie that like, they don't make sense why they do them. And they're the longest parts of the movie. Them going to fucking Clint's house uh, and meeting his family, meeting Linda Cardellini plays his wife. It's ridiculous. Who is from Freaks and Geeks. And yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. It's a ridiculous scene in the movie. It's it's absurd. The love story between the Hulk and uh see I don't mind that. I just think they do it like they it's like really heavy name? throughout the movie where I'm like like it doesn't need to be that serious. Oh, I just again I thought that she was they throw a monkey wrench into the entire thing because I thought her relationship is with Renner and historically in the comics I know it's between the two of them between Nighthawk and what's her name Black Widow? Black Widow and Hawkeye. And I'm sorry, and Hawkeye. All of a sudden, now she's into the Hulk. Yeah. You know, that's another. Who needs love? I don't need love stories in this. I don't need Renner's love story, their love story. I need fighting yeah. and action. I don't. What am I looking at here? See, I don't mind. I don't mind that there's a little bit. Well, of, I, well I mind. I don't mind. I that. mind it. That's what, that is where we differ. <sighs> she actually says, You know, I totally support your avenging. I Fuck totally off. support your avenging. Fuck off thing i like about ultron is he has the like the part of him that's human or the part of him that's thinking like yeah. the little tony stark part of him that there is is like this kind of flies off the handle a lot and i kind of like that that yeah. he's a robot that still has yeah. like emotion and doesn't know how to deal with it because he's a robot i mean, look at me do i look like iron man stark is not <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so I'm sure that's gonna be okay. I'm sorry. It's just I don't understand. Don't compare me with Stark. I appreciate that. I do, and I just like I like Spader, and I like the idea of that kind of a villain. Yeah. But I, uh, it just it, it just kind of throws me off in one second. Like I didn't understand what he wanted, like what his plan was. Like it wasn't yeah. clear what he was looking to do as a villain, what his goal was. You know, lifting the city. So comic booky, so reminiscent of Batman, where they shut down the city, preventing anyone from coming in and out. Now yeah. they're lifting all of 
Sokovia. But listen, that whole battle is not necessarily memorable. It just really, I've forgotten about it. I saw that movie two days ago. I don't, I couldn't tell you anything that happened in that battle. Really. Yeah. Basically they just get people off. Yeah, they, that's right. They have to unload people from the floating city. Quicksilver dies. Good. Fuck them. Who cares? Yeah, I, I don't care. Well, that's the thing I think is funny is what they do in this movie is really annoying where they do nothing but set up Hawkeye's death the entire movie. You see his family, the, oh, I don't know if you should go out there. Oh, just one more, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Go. And it's the typical setup of this character is going to die later. Right. Right? And they set it up, and they even have him right there to save that kid, and then Quicksilver runs in and gets shot to death. And you're like, <laughs> you had a power. I would much rather have had you stick around. Was At it? the end, they all break up and leave. Once again, they scatter in the wind. Yeah. And we have an inexplicably sort of new Avengers, which if you haven't seen any of the build-up movies, you're like, who's this flying guy, the Mackie character? Yeah, right? well, they help you're out like, in the movie. And they're, and they're very, in the cocktail party. They're at the cocktail party. And that's we're talking about um, and War Machine, basically. Those two yeah. guys kind of show up. and But at the end, there's that picture where there's no Stark. There's no Hulk and there's no Thor. And it's like, these are the new Avengers yeah. led by Captain America. And the Avengers eh, and then gets cut off because it's about to say assemble. Right. And I appreciate that. I like little things like that. I like little yeah. touches like that. But if I haven't seen the previous movies, this is just sort of you're piling on more shit into something I didn't enjoy in the first place. Yeah. So I feel like the second movie was the weakest. This movie is not tight. In time, you will know what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. I've just seen Infinity War hours ago. Mm. You've seen it, what, a couple of times since it opened a few days ago? Twice. I saw it uh, again last night. All right, so I made my notes in a dark theater. You? Uh, same. Okay, so. <laughs> it was one of those dine-in theaters, so you had the little swinging desk. All right, uh, well, at least you got the props so, yourself yeah. up there. Felt like I was taking the SATs. <laughs> but I was very comfortable. The I whole felt time. like a real critic. I'm making notes in the theater. I can't. Yeah, I was afraid people were going to be like, hey, what are you? And ask questions. Yeah, about to it. hell with them, Scott. To hell yeah. with them. Then the hell with you. Right off the bat, I feel bad in all these superhero movies, the Marvel world especially, for these seasoned actors who, who have to do these movies because it's the only work they can find. Actors that have been around for 20, 30 years that have played deep parts with moving characters riveting conflicts backstories yeah and they're always sort of reduced to mentor characters to a superhero or a government worker yeah i could rattle off one after another but i guess what william hurt's presence in this film mm. is is one of the best examples jeff bridges is in one of the first right. iron man uh michael douglas yeah is an ant-man Ant you could go on and on they're they're in all of robert them. wagner not right. robert wagner Robert Redford. Robert Redford. There you have it. Take it over to Batman in DC and you, and you have Morgan Freeman. So yeah. this is just superhero roles in general. This is what is available now to every actor. But it's always, they always, it's always a great role and they always are pretty great in it. Usually they're pretty, cause they're good old actors. You know, I, because we like them and they're good old actors, they always play the part well, cause it's yeah. easy for them. This kind of role is nothing for them, right. but still there's this, at the same time, I kind of feel bad for them. It's like, it's what you're sort yeah. of reduced to playing. I don't know. Well, it's different, like, in, like, the Bourne movies, they always have, like, just the old white guy at the yeah, end. That's and, true. like, even toward, like, the third one, it's fucking Albert Finney. And he comes in for, like, two seconds, like, oh, you didn't know that you were part of this experiment. <laughs> and, well, the movie's over. That's it. Like, he was there for ten seconds. So, 
So at least like these parts, you're like, all right, you're kind of like an integral part of the movie. I guess and, so. Yeah. But again, this was all the respect movies. there, you know? Yeah. It'll be fine. Nothing to fear. Death of Idris Elba in this movie. Mm. Early. Couple of deaths early before the title. But again, since I've never seen any other movies other than the Avengers, I had no idea really who that was and just assumed it was like Thor's pal. Yeah, you only really see him in. Uh, you see the, him briefly the in the Vision second movie, in the second one, right? as part of like everyone's nightmare. His nightmare immediately uh, comes true, FYI. In that, in this yeah. one, his whole planet's destroyed. Well, that's the, anytime they have a vision in the second one, I'm like, I think they're looking at the Infinity War. Yeah. Like even Tony when he sees everybody dead on the ground. I'm okay, like, I think he's. It's a neat little touch. Yeah, I, I noticed like right off the beginning, uh, they went for kind of like a silent Marvel logo because usually that has yeah, that new logo that theme. And they have the logo going, but it's it's kind of quiet. Like you hear some of like the background noise of the movie wow. swelling in. But this is a great tragedy. This one, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yep, that and that the action has already begun yes, in the movie, indeed. where you're just you're in the middle of it. You're like, holy shit, it's our heroes are in trouble. Like, a great point, and it's and I, that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, because you're like, oh, it's already begun. Mm-hmm. Like, so even if you've never seen any of the other movies. The last time you saw Thanos was like, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, but you don't know who that guy is. is. The very beginning of the next movie. But you know what? I'm telling you, that may be a drawback too, because you don't really know who that guy is. And if you haven't read anything yeah. about the stones or really and know they anything about it, introduce him. I think in that first scene, like yeah, like, but it's still again, it's it. really walks a fine line. Yeah, and obviously, if you've seen the Guardians movies, you know he's Thanos. Yeah, and, uh, I love that. Uh, when Hulk pops out right at the beginning, I was like, yeah, okay. We don't right. wait for Hulk at all. Hulk then gets his ass whooped. And you get the most pathetic, whining Bruce Banner. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. He can't God. perform. He can't get it up. He's like, it's like it up. nothing I've ever seen before. No. <laughs> no, but even before that, when he's trying to explain yeah. Thanos to the gang. And I think that's why, because the rest of the movie, Toughest Hulk Avenger. refuses to come out. Yeah. And refuses to, and we don't see Hulk the rest of the movie. And I, my theory being that he was scared of Thanos. Yeah. And he's ashamed to well, come even out. Even Hulk like, starts to kind of like whimper as he's getting his ass kicked. And you're like, Jesus. Well, he's surprised. Yeah. You always have that moment like, when oh, the Hulk oh, is, is surprised oh. that things are hurting him. Yeah. In every Hulk movie. But there's I'm a, Hulk. Right. Yeah. There's, oh, that always happens in every Hulk movie. Yeah. So there's a moment where he's like, well, Huh? Yeah, I like can't. A rocket hits him, and he's oh, oh, hey. In the oh. fir- right in the first movie, he's got that look when he can't pick up the hammer. The new suit that Spider-Man wears, the kind of like uh, Iron Man outer space suit, so he can yeah. live in space, was pretty badass. Pretty I cool. Thought. Pretty it cool. Had those little like uh, tarantula legs that would help him like stabilize and grab onto things, which could have easily been really, really stupid. You're right. And I thought ended up being pretty cool. His aw shucksy attitude was annoying at first, but it grew on me as the movie went on. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. There, it was a little too quick. They were really too quick to go into space, to go to another, into the universe. That is the number one thing that I like about this movie, right? What makes it completely different from the other movies is the battle is in space. It's not on Earth. So even when they come to Earth at the beginning, they fight with them a little bit, but they're immediately pulled into space. Well, there's dual battles. I mean, the the climax is the dual battles, the one on Earth and the one in space. Right. But I think it's interesting because that means they're not on their turf. They're right away in an environment they're not used to, and they kind of get their asses handed. Oh, really? How could Spider-Man be effective not, like, in New York? You got hard, kid. Where are you from? Queens. 
Brooklyn. I really feel like not enough people in this movie understood what was going on with the stones. Like none of the heroes seemed to really grasp what was happening with the stones and they should have known about them. Vision should have been telling people what's going on. The Guardians of the Galaxy, they should all know what's happening because that's their universe. So the green gal should have told everyone what was happening with Thanos, who he was, what was going on. Everyone seems kind of clueless at big chunks of this movie as to yeah. what's happening. And the audience needs to know what's ha under what's happening. There's so many characters and plot pieces floating around that if they don't know, how are we expected to know? Yeah. If I haven't, if I haven't done the research ahead of time, how do I have any idea what's happening in this film? Really? They have I, this to one, tell you. I, I do feel like this one is the one that you need to watch yeah. the most movies for. Yeah. Uh, this one definitely feels more like it's part of a universe yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, they half justified though. They half tell you, they bring you up to date in a lot of places, which is why the first one succeeded. So yeah. I not, think like the beginning exactly. of this third movie is a little more like the other two, like the setup, the the quick like pre scene, mm -hmm. the title, the you're in the situation, whatever. And then as the movie goes along, it kind of becomes its own thing. Yeah. Except that they're still fighting a million faceless, right, 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 right. Like you Same know, kind of alien dogs, the or whatever the hell it is, yeah, alien dogs. Yeah, they were a bit like alien dogs. Yeah, yeah. I really liked. Dr. Strange as I got to know him in this film. Hadn't seen his film. And I think mm. that's the one I'm going to go back and watch first. So I think he's a cool character. Yeah. He's played in a cool way. I like his powers as a magician. Yeah. Sort of undefined, but powerful. The Sorcerer Supreme of Earth. It's funny how Iron Man says, don't embarrass us in front of the wizards. I like they're just casually wizards. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a scene um, when uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch are eloping or wherever the hell they and they go to edinburgh yeah and i spent some time in edinburgh oh. and as they're walking up that street i know oh. exactly where they are and on that <laughs> corner it looks like they've turned it into a um uh like a kebab shop or whatever that they right. like look through the window and they see the tv and they're like oh no tony's missing or whatever right um that's actually a place called the baked potato shop right um and they make these it's actually a vegetarian shop but like they make these potatoes where they're like bake you a potato and put like baked beans and cheddar on top and like okay it's delicious amazing that's one of the best things about I, I don't know why it's not a bigger deal here uh -huh. like baked potato places but they have a couple in edinburgh and they're pretty spectacular baked potato changed my life baked potato showed me the way who's the bug headed per or the bug girl mantis now, now she w came in with uh the uh, second Guardians. Of the I only saw the first Guardian, so I'm yeah. not sure what happened in that one. Second one. Yeah. She's involved in the plot and then ends up. But they explained Thor's eye because I wondered what had happened with his eye as well and his yes. haircut. They mentioned the eye, the haircut. So yeah. they covered some of their bases well, there. Ragnarok, yeah. Right. They covered some of their bases. I know. I think they did a really nice job of trying to sew it together. Again, it's a difficult thing to do to make this in one movie and bring all these characters together and yeah. have it. Yeah, I've got a great funny scene. That again goes to how stupid vision is his name is vision he has complete knowledge of like the internet and information yes like he's sure. an all-seeing robot basically he's a sentient yeah. robot okay he doesn't know what's going on i think in new york in the beginning of this movie till he looks up at the tv and it tells him what's yeah. going on like, some vision that's why the stone is talking to you couldn't hear it? Fuck off. Some vision. You, the TV yeah. had, CNN had to tell you what was going on in this movie. Yeah. Introducing CNN Vision. Uh, yeah, I like a lot of the uh, the back and forth 
quips between like uh, characters we've never seen before. Like it, it, it's the thing is like there's so many similar characters. Like Spider Man is quippy. Yeah. Fucking uh, Chris Pratt quips a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, Iron Man. Iron Man's a little more snarky yeah. than you know. Like they're like kind of different tones, but I thought they meshed well. Okay, like Spider Man and. They kind of gave Spider-Man more like the dumbass thing. No, I think one. that like, I think that worked, except for Guardians of the Galaxy. I do not feel that the Guardians guys meshed well. I felt their tone. I did like wasn't right. I did like Rocket going with him to build that that weapon, which I was like, oh, that's a kind of cool team up. Him, Thor and the, okay, and Rocket. Was I pretty thought good. that whole idea so much time devoted to making a, a new weapon and yeah. doing it with uh, Peter Dinklage because he lost the last one in what movie. Uh, I think it was Ragnarok. He lost the hammer. It was destroyed. It was destroyed. Yeah. So then what? Peter Dinklage is now a giant. Ha ha ha. Wink to the camp to the. Yeah. Which I think is kind of like. Eh. Uh, okay. Like, what? So right. like what? A, an interstellar. I like dw- Dinklage. I'm not saying I don't like yeah, Dinklage. Right, right, right. Hey. Just- hey. Interstellar dwarf is now making a new weapon. Yes. And, and the raccoons involved. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate the little side story to the movie. It calls him rabbit. It's funny. I appreciate yeah. the two of them teaming up, but I just don't know that so much had to be devoted to this weapon, which in the end didn't work. Yeah. Almost worked. Could have worked. No one conceives again. They don't seem to understand how the infinity still, we get it. The audience gets it. We yeah. get that. He, the guy can obviously manipulate time. Like he'll just they rewind time. He'll just yeah. undo it. Why don't they understand that? Well, that's why it makes no sense that like he's about to kill Iron Man and he's like, don't kill him, spare his life and I'll give you the time stone. I'm like the time stone's the whole fucking ball I, game, dude. I, seriously, the time stone is everything. It's everything because he can just undo everything. Everyone! So it, I, I enjoyed watching the movie because the entire time I'm like, they're going to lose. Like when you're watching yeah. it toward the end, you're like, oh, you can tell that they're going to lose. Yeah. Like there's no way they're like, how are they possibly going to do it? Because, like, right. you know, even watching when they're she's trying to blow up the last stone and that's it. She'll get rid of that last stone and he won't win. You're like, just gonna of course, it. Andy from Parks and Recreation could have could have just done nothing and, and, stop, and didn't and, punch him in the face like an idiot. Yeah. Could have been over right you, there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Meanwhile, one of the other bad guys looks like Voldemort. And yeah, I said it. I said his name. I like when he calls him Squidward. Very funny. Someone asked if Kevin Bacon is a member of the Avengers. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I've been away for a while. <laughs> it's possible. It could so be. yeah, Kevin Bacon getting some play. Yeah. You had a little mention there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the silliest things in this movie. I truly believe this, and you may disagree. I think, again, this might be a, something that other people enjoy, is the humanizing of Thanos. That this guy is having problems yeah. with his daughter, like a father-daughter problem. Yeah. Uh, but he wants to conquer the universe. That, what? What I think is fascinating it's about so strange. his character is, like, you can tell he believes that. The, the like this is my daughter and i love her and all this stuff and you're like she's like you fucking kidnapped me when i was a child yeah. i'm not your daughter you and like killed like, my oh little one like yeah like he's fucking delusional like it's like he's crying like he delusional. doesn't care about killing half the world but and what kind of a fear strategy is that just indiscriminately killing half of the universe's population what, how is that so that they can have enough and then the, they'll flourish mean? and then there'll be more people and you'll have to keep doing it is that the point to just keep doing it again and again and again it's really silly and if you just like snapped your fingers like a million times in a row would everyone just be gone they turn like into ash what if you get down to one person can't do half of a person so you say what if you just did that and the last person's like 
All right, Scott. All my friends are dead. You're talking about bring, how to bring down the universe. I don't know why you're being so casual about it. Son of a bitch. Okay. Either way, he sounds like an idiot, Thanos. He should be like, all powerful, destroy the universe. Instead, he's like, my daughter, you just go to your daughter. room. Yeah. Fucking uh, Bran from the Goonies is telling his, is trying to take over the universe now. With his, his little hairs on the chinny chin. With his jaw. I heard or saw an article that was something like this movie makes you want to go see the other Marvel films. So it's just a big commercial for all of the Marvel films for the Marvel universe. Yeah. And I think that's kind of true. This movie makes me want to see Dr. Strange and it makes me want to see Thor Ragnarok, which I've already heard good things about. Yeah. Well, it's a trilogy, so we'll definitely, we will see it, you know, but, uh, so yeah, we, uh, we get to the end. And of course, of course, there's going to be another movie. Of course, they're going to negate all of that. Of course. Because here's the, here's the thing what is they should have done do. it in a way where the people who disappeared were not your newest characters who are going to go on and on. Like if Tony Stark disappeared. No, they left the original and you Avengers. left it up in the air. We're like, well, he might be wanting to end his contract soon and he might be moving on and who knows if he's going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I'm not going to lie to you, Scott. I kind of like the fact that they brought it back to the original Avengers. They have to, it's yeah. the original Avengers that have to step up. All this was fucking, you know, bullshit. It was yeah. all dressing. You know, now we get back to the nitty gritty, the real fucking guys that are going to do this. I yeah. mean, I, I, I'm I, not going to lie. I kind yeah, of like that. Yeah, that's not bad, yeah. I kind of like But it's that. a giveaway that you can't keep it because you're like, Black Panther was one of the biggest movies ever. They're, they're definitely going to make another Black Panther. He can't be gone. Sure. You know? Sure. Hey, true believers, this is Stan Lee. I'll be checking on you. Excelsior. It's weird. Um, I've been trying to get in touch with Phil for the last two, three weeks yeah. in anticipation. We always of, track his whereabouts. Yeah. I always have to know where Phil is at all times. He's our West Coast correspondent. Well, yeah. We got to send him somewhere. At the, at the blink of an eye, he needs to be where we need him to be. And I haven't. Mm -hmm. He's been completely off the radar for like two weeks. I haven't been able to get in yeah, touch with him at all. Blip. I tried a couple of the hospitals. That's usually where he is. Yeah. But I didn't even, you know. Well, especially after one of our gigs. Right. That's what I mean. So, um, all right. So, we'll just, naturally, we'll just completely forget about him yeah, and just move on. So, I mean, I think we got plenty of content here. A lot of talk. So. Yeah, I agree. So, to sum it up, my friend. Uh, well, you know, you go first because last time I went. All right. Um, so, this is tough, I think, because uh, I generally like all these movies. Um, I think they're all good I, they have a lot of good moments obviously i have issues with all of them in certain respects mm -hmm. but i think my order has to be three one two i mean it's it's tough because like i'm very fresh off this new movie the other movies i've seen a ton of times i've had time to like watch them and that may color your opinion a little bit right i think this movie i've only seen i mean i've seen it twice but you know i didn't have the time to watch it a million times and study it the way sure. you know when you're, you know, the way when you're obsessed with something you do. Um, of course. <laughs> uh, naturally, yes. Um, so know. for you, so I would imagine then at the end of the day, you're going to call this, yes, a successful trilogy? I think it is a success, uh, successful trilogy, yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I really enjoy the first movie the most. I think yeah. it really did all the right things that brought me into this world, a world yeah. that I was not familiar with or knew much about. So... Um, I really enjoyed it. And I think that the third one, which I saw only hours ago, captured a lot of those moments, captured a lot of the moments where it kind of brought me up to date, 
Right. It's a lot of moving parts, a lot of characters, and I kind of understood what was happening. Yeah. Some great set pieces. But for me, one was still a stronger film. And two, I didn't like really very much at all. I thought it was kind of blah. I thought it was yeah. uh, a lot of work for very little payoff. Yeah. So for me, it's a one, three, two. Classic one, three, two. And, and I think I'm going to have to say that this was an unsuccessful trilogy. Because for me, for us, yeah. we have to think that each movie on its own is a good film. I will never go back and watch the second movie again. Right. I won't do it. It had its moments. It was cool. Yeah. The first time the Hulk fights the mega Iron Man, awesome yeah. scene. Right. Okay. But it wasn't good enough. Right. So that's where we are. All right. Scott, don't expect us to talk about another fucking superhero for years now. I'm fine. I mean, with that. we really, this has got to be the best spring of your I life. I mean, if the people demand it, though. We gotta give the people what they want. We did something different here, my friend. We saw a new trilogy. Like I said before, trilogy being born. Yeah. We're right here on the cusp, the action happening now. We're not That's reporting right. about something that happened 20 years ago. This is hot business, my friend, and we're here. We're there. Yeah. We're with it. We're hip. Folks, you can always reach out to us on feedback at trilogypodcast.com. And I'm telling you, you've got to check out the Instagram account. It is a great compliment to this podcast. We add a lot of great jokes to it, a lot of information, a lot of trivia. So check it out. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed what we had to say. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining us on this new uh, Never Done uh, Live trilogy. New uh, new movie coming right out. You know, we never did that before. Way to really end it on an eloquent note, Scott. Thanks okay. so much for that. All right, why don't you just... God, you're showing no vision. You don't like vision. But I love you, buddy. Hand me down the walking cane. Hand me down my hat. Hurry now and don't be late cause we ain't got time to chat. You and me. Well, hello, Mr. Cassell. Thank you for waiting. I'm afraid I have some strange news. Don't sugarcoat it, Doc. Give it to me straight. How bad is it? It's actually not bad at all. That's the peculiar thing. Well, what do you mean? What I mean, Mr. Cassell, is that when normal men are maimed and mauled as many times as you've been, they experience more than a few bruises and some light scarring. Somehow... Your body is healing itself at an astronomical rate. Whoa. Ah. Well, Lawrence Fishburne. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> yes, racist motherfucker. Shooting. Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I got my eye on you. Yeah, I got it. Because you got one eye. You become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. You mean? I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Oh my god. Are you kidding? That would be awesome! Wake the fuck up. What? No. Wake up! <laughs>
Wake up, wake up, wake up. Up your wake, up your wake, up your wake, up your way. God damn it. I could have really used the money.